Bible has been given to us as a tool to equip and encourage us for kingdom living in the world. Spending intentional time reading and meditating on scripture is the daily substance we need as followers of Christ. Join us today as we continue on our series, Back to the Basics, right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church slash Venture Church. Excited to say that. Um, Officially, we haven't become Venture Church yet. Uh, We are using the name Venture Church, but uh, we have not uh, filed all the paperwork yet to uh, officially be that, but uh, that will be coming soon. Uh, So if you have not heard about that, um, it's exciting news for for us. Um, But hey, man, we're just glad you are here um, listening uh, we're glad you downloaded this podcast. Uh, so wherever you are, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, wherever, uh, whatever form you're using is this, to listen to this podcast, we are so thankful um, that you are where you are, and we believe you are where you need to be. And we believe that because God has given you a reason, a purpose uh, of what that might be. So, um, hey, uh, here's where I want to start with today. Um, a couple weeks ago, I asked you guys to choose... Um, one of the nine, uh, one of those nine fruits of the spirits. I hope that's going well for you. Uh, if you haven't chose one, um, please do so, so you can stay focused with us, uh, for the uh, year 2022. We'd love for you guys to be a part of that. If you're wondering, well, what the heck are you talking about? Go back a couple episodes called, uh, this is my year and listen to that podcast and, and you'll know what we're talking about, um, as the focus. And then, uh, Today, we're just going to kind of continue on with that, um, our four-week series. We're into the Back to the Basics, uh, where we're talking about the basics, the foundations of our faith. And if you were with us last week, I challenge you to uh, all be picking a time each day to pray, uh, an item that you need to be boldly praying about, and an enemy that you need to be praying for. So I hope that's going well. I uh, hope you've chosen a time to do that, um, and you are focusing on on that. So as our journey continues today with the very word of God, the Holy Scripture, uh, it may seem like such an obviously important part of Christian faith, and yet for some reason, the Bible is all too often overlooked or ignored in the hustle and bustle and the things that are just going on in our daily lives. The simple truth is that the Bible is anything but unimportant. As we'll learn today, the word of God is full of uh, facts, hope, wisdom, and surprises, and, and and so much more, okay? So much more. All at once, too, by the way. All at once, by the way. For instance, the Bible actually consists of 66 smaller books. So um, there's actually six books with 66 books within the, the, the cover of the Bible. It's divided into two major sections, the Old and New Testament. Um, another way to think about this is the Old Testament is everything that happened before Jesus, and the New Testament is that is covers um, about seventy years of time, including the the birth and ministry of Jesus, along with the beginning of the early church. So you can look at it that way. 
But for our study today, uh, for this, this, this episode, uh, we'll primarily uh, be in the New Testament, learning from Jesus and, and some of the original apostles. Okay? Uh, another interesting fact about the Bible is that it's, all, it's the all-time best-selling book in the history of the world. There's not another book even close to it. And, and it has also been translated into over 700 different languages, okay? I think we sh- would all agree that it's very important for everyone on earth to have access to the Bible. So, with that said, if that's something you need, please let us know. We would be happy to find a way to connect you um, through the church. And, um, you know, if you need a Bible, we have, we have ways to get you a Bible. So, please let us know. Um, make a comment or... Uh, go to our website, chandleracreschurch.com backslash contact us, okay? And, um, and just let us know that um, you need uh, a Bible. We'll, we'll do our best to get you one, okay? So we don't want anybody to go without a Bible. So, well, why is that? Okay, so let's, let's just talk about it. Like, like I mentioned earlier, the Bible is many things. But for today, we're going to talk about three of them, okay? The Bible is, the Bible is, and these are, we're going to talk about these three, three things. Now, there's many more. But today we're going to focus on three. So um, to kind of kick us off, have you ever read the Bible and as you are reading it, something just, you know, jumps out at you as if the Bible knew what you needed at that moment? Has that ever happened to you? Or maybe you've experienced this where have you ever just randomly opened up the Bible to a passage that just spoke so clearly into your life that it just seemed too uncanny or just too coincidental, right? How many of you have done that? Okay. If you've ever, ever felt either of these things before or even uh, both at one time, okay, you are not going crazy because the Bible is amazing. Okay. It's an incredible gift uh, God has given us. Okay. So let's see what we can learn about the, the word from the word. Okay. The Bible is, I want you to um, write this down if you can, but the Bible is, this is the first one we're going to look at, both alive and active. It's both alive and active. Okay. The writer of Hebrews describes it this way in Hebrews 4.12. We're going to be reading from the NIV today. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay. Now, this one verse says an awful lot about Scripture, but let's just start with the two words, alive and active, right at the beginning there, right? To be alive in this sense means to be counted among the living, not the dead. So the point being here is that the writer of Hebrews very much counts the words of Scripture among the living, just as other human beings, animals, plants, all that stuff, living things, right? The word active means effective and productive in its work, okay? So for those of us that are that are have downloaded this podcast, who've, who've been reading the Bible for some time, I think we can all agree that the Bible is both living and effective. And to drive the point home, the author of Hebrews says the word is more effective than a double-edged sword at dividing or cutting through soul and spirit. The word is powerful, right? And, a- and able to get down to the heart of the matter. So again, if you've ever read the Bible and it seemed to just be speaking to you directly into your situation, then I think it's fair to say that it probably was, Right? And so as we grow in our faith, it's important to continue returning to Scripture again and again and again, submitting ourselves to the Word of God and allowing the Spirit to work in and through our lives. And I know that may sound hokey to some of you, or maybe even a little too, 
to over-spiritual. But I will tell you this. Try it. Okay? Just try it. Triple dog dare you. Okay? Try giving yourself a consistent time every day in Bible study and see for yourself just how powerful the Word is, the Bible is. Okay? The Bible is alive and active. All right? The next one I want to talk about is uh, the Bible is profitable. It's profitable. And I'm sure most of you that are, are listening um, understand the idea of something being profitable, right? More often than not, we, when we speak of profitability, we're referring to a financial gain or a win, right? Well, interestingly, the word is also synonymous with the words beneficial and useful. So in this, in this sense, it, it's synonymous. It means the same thing as beneficial and useful. So when the Apostle Paul is writing to the younger pastor Timothy in 2 Timothy, he tells him that all scripture is God-breathed, and he's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Okay, That's the NIV translation. Here's what the ESV translation says. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Both those verses are 2 Timothy 3.16. They're the same verse, just different translations. Now, you may have noticed one verse says, in, in scripture says useful, and the other says it is profitable. Good news, Bible is both, okay? Add that to being living and active or effective in its work, and the Bible is also great for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Now, I'm not going to go through each of those words today, but, but I will say that these words are important words, right? Especially in the life of the disciple or, or a student as we follow Jesus, because we submit ourselves to his process, his plan, and his direction in our lives. Simply put, the Bible is profitable in the life of a disciple, and its profit is more than just financial gain, it's spiritual gain. In fact, there's really not a whole lot of financial gain into it, it's all about spiritual gain, right? Following Jesus will cost you, okay? But the value gained is unmeasurable. You just, you just can't put a, put a value to it, it's unmeasurable, okay? Uh, a pastor once said, I, I don't know who this, this quote came from. Um, I was not able to find out who it came from, but listen to this quote. Uh, Costly grace is the gospel which must be sought again and again and again. The gift which must be asked for. The door at which a man must knock. Okay, Such grace is costly because it calls us to follow. And it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It is costly because it costs man his life, and it is grace because it gives gives a man the only true life. And so, as we read that and, and we think about that, uh, we can say, "Here we go. Here we are again, back at the feet of Jesus, right, where it all begins and ends for those who follow Him." Which brings us to our most important point of the day, the third point. Okay, the Word is where you encounter Jesus because Jesus is the Word. So, the third point is the Bible is Jesus. It's Jesus. Now. Here's where the entire conversation gets a little weird, admittedly, okay? Jesus often spoke in parables and stories, which at times made it difficult to understand what he was really getting at, okay? Uh, there's been points in time where I've read through some, you know, parables and stories in Scripture that Jesus is giving, and I'm like, what is he trying to say? And I've had to read it over and over and over again. In fact, the original disciples routinely struggled with the messages Jesus was sending. You'll see it in Scripture they struggle with it, okay? However, it seems to me that the message I'm about to share with you is rather clear, okay? Let's look at the words from John chapter 1, 1 through 5, okay? John 1, 1 through 5. 
says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then here's the kicker verse. Ready? Verse 14. Listen to this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. The gospel of John explains that the word is, in fact, Jesus. It couldn't be more clear than saying when he says the word became flesh. Jesus is the word and the word is Jesus. Okay. Is this why scripture is living and active? Is this why sometimes I feel that while I'm reading the Bible, that the Bible is actually reading me? Is Jesus physically or subconsciously or ever whatever word you want to put in there in every Bible? I actually don't know if I can answer all those questions. Okay. But I do know God's ways are different from our ways, right? God's ways are so different from our ways. And I also know that Jesus says some other very interesting things in the gospel that, that may be of interest. If we stay in the, the book of John, John chapter 6, 46 through 51, listen to what it says. This is directly from Jesus. It's in, if you've got a Bible and you're looking at it, it'll be in red letters, okay? Here's what it says. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In this passage, and throughout John chapter 6, Jesus refers to himself as living bread or the bread of life. When Jesus was being tempted by the devil in the wilderness, he says, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's Matthew 4.4. 4. Jesus knew that he didn't need another loaf of freshly baked French bread from the local baker, right? Okay. What he needed and what we need is the very word of God, the living bread, the bread of life. Now, there are other breads out there, all right, that may satisfy your earthly hunger, but there's nothing else that will cure your spiritual starvation, okay? Only Jesus can do that. The word made flesh, the bread of life, scripture itself, the Bible, okay? I believe it to be of utmost importance in the life of a believer to be in the Bible every single day. There's nothing like it. No other book has ever been written, and I can guarantee you that there is not another book in existence or will become in existence that would say that we can say that is alive and active. And yet, I understand too that life gets complicated. And almost before you know it, your Bible reading plan is is a bust, right? We just kind of let it go. Or that devotional you bought, you know, that to help you get some structure, that, that other book that supplements the Bible to help you walk through the Bible. It's now nothing more than a permanent fixture on your mantle or uh, on your coffee table or on your side table or maybe in a shelf in the bathroom, right? Or maybe it even balances and keeps your table, uh, kitchen table from falling over, whatever, right? So today, instead of another bullet point plan that I want to give you, 
I'm just going to leave you with a few wor- few more words from Jesus. They're very short words, okay? Many of you might be familiar with these uh, as is, it's a verse f- from the Lord's Prayer, okay? Where Jesus simply says in Matthew 6, 1, listen to what he says, and give us, Lord, our daily bread. And give us, Lord, our daily bread. You know, what if Jesus wasn't talking about French loaves and baguettes, right? Which we know he's not. And what if he was talking about the bread of life, right? What if he was instructing the disciples to pray for him? In other words, you know what? You know, Scripture is written by man, right? We, we think, a lot of people think that Scripture was written by man. But the reality is, yes, it was written by man, breathed from God, right? So what if we really asked ourselves, the ones that we struggle with reading Scripture, what if he was really talking about the bread of life? And what if he was instructing the disciples to pray for him? And what if God gave us a daily access to Christ through Scripture? I believe that's what the Bible is. Wouldn't that be an amazing way for God the Father to provide for all his kids? I believe that's what he does. The Bible is breathed from God. Yes, that word is breathed from God, spoken from God. Yes, it was penned down by man, but it was spoken by God. It's amazing how we will believe anything that's spoken or written down by man today, but yet we have a hard time understanding how it's believing in the Bible. Think about that, right? We will listen to people, whatever they write down on, on the internet or on a piece of paper or on any other book, but we struggle with somebody or we use the excuse, well, it's written by man. No, it was, yes, it was written by man, but it was breathed by God. It's an amazing tool that the God, the God of, of creation, our God, God the Father, provides this tool, this resource, the very understanding of how to provide for all of us as his kids through scripture. So here's my challenge. It's not a bullet point challenge. It's just give it a try this week. Simple as that. Give it a try. And I expect that if you try it, you will find the Bible to be alive, active, useful, effective, and powerful. And probably even more. That's my prayer. Give it a try. Amen. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this series of Back to the Basics, Building Our Foundations Through Jesus Christ. Join us next week as we continue our series, week three, as we dive into confession. We're going to be talking about confession. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Chandler Acres Ministries, or you'd like to become a patron, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.